Welcome to Shir Jashub, a Bible study broadcast brought to you by the Fellowship of Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo. Today, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing the study on heavenly authority. At the end of the program, I will be giving an address where you will be able to write to us. But for now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg as he continues his Sunday message. We want to move on in our background study in the Old Testament on heavenly authority to Numbers chapter 12. Let's go into the next chapter. Numbers chapter 12. And we, at this point in the study, want to begin to make the distinction between the man of God and the prophet of God. Now some might not think there is a distinction, but we're going to see over the next few studies that the Bible makes a distinction between the man of God and the prophet of God. Now as you turn to Numbers chapter 12, I want to read a scripture which we'll understand a little more as we go through the study from the New Testament, an important scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 19 says, Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. And as we study this distinction between the man of God and the prophet of God, that scripture is going to become clearer to us. As we go into chapter 12 of Numbers, we should remember that Moses' brother Aaron, who we studied in some detail, is considered both a prophet and the first of the Levitical priests. In Exodus chapter 9, verse 8, it says, So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, he's a prophet, in Exodus chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying. So he receives the word of the Lord as his brother Moses. Aaron is also a priest. He wore the breastplate with the Urim and the Duman, the light and the perfection, when he entered the holy place, which allowed him to know God's will on different matters concerning Israel. And he ministered at the tabernacle. In fact, of all the people, only he could go into the most holy place inside the veil when the presence of God was there once a year on the Day of Atonement. Miriam is Moses' sister. Back in Exodus chapter 15, after Pharaoh's chariots and horsemen drowned in the Red Sea, we read in verse 20, Then Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. So she's a prophetess, and she sings a psalm. And in many churches, a song, psalms very similar to this are sung today. How God gives victory for his people, and the horse and its rider are thrown into the sea. 
So she too is a prophetess. And with that background, we come to Numbers chapter 12 and verse 1. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. Now, some of your translations might say a Cushite woman, and actually that would be more exact. The literal is Cushite. Uh, it's very probable, and I believe so, that this is still Zipporah we're speaking of. Some feel Zipporah might have died, and this is a second wife. But I think this, that this section is still referring to Zipporah. And some could say, well, didn't Zipporah come from Midian? And she did. Her family, her father Jethro, is from Midian. There's no mention of a new wife uh, any place before this. In chapter 10 of Numbers, Moses gets Zipporah's brother to come with them. So it would still seem that she's around. And if you understand the word Cushite, it gives more understanding of what's going on here. Ethiopia is a geographical area. It's that area south of Egypt. Uh, it was uh, the southernmost people known to the Israelites. Uh, and so it does designate in the Bible a geographical area. And most of the times that area would uh, be equivalent to Ethiopia and the Sudan. But there was also a man named Cush, who was the son of Ham and the grandson of Noah. And really, the Cushites come from this man Cush. They're his lineage. And the location, the geographical location, is not as important as the genealogical inheritance. Because in Genesis chapter 2, the land of Cush is located up in the Fertile Crescent area, in the area of Mesopotamia. So it moves around a little bit in the Bible as his descendants move around. And some feel it accurately could describe both Ethiopia and Northern Arabia, where the poorest people came from in Midian. Because Cush literally means black or burnt-faced. They were those in the black race. And in Habakkuk chapter 3, there is a connection between the descendants of Cush and the land of Midian that Zipporah comes from. In Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 7 it says, I saw the tents of Cushion in affliction, the curtains of the land of Midian trembled. So Cushion is associated with Midian. In Jeremiah chapter 13 and verse 23, Jeremiah says, Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard's his spot? And that word there for Ethiopian is Cushite. Can the Cushite change his skin? And obviously it's referring to skin color. So Zipporah and her family, though they're from Midian in northern Arabia, they were probably black or at least very dark skinned. And we obviously see here that skin color made no difference whatsoever to Moses. But even as today, it made a difference to some of his family. And you see here how Aaron and Miriam 
are upset about Moses that he should have taken a black wife. Now Moses dwelt 40 years in, in Jethro's house. He readily accepted Jethro's advice, his wise counsel about appointing leaders underneath him to help him judge the people. But they, they're there saying, hasn't the Lord spoken through us also? You know, Moses is a prophet, but we're prophets too. And they are. They have gifts from God also. So we know something also. He doesn't know everything, Moses. And he's wrong about this. And they're grumbling. And they're causing division. Division in people, division in a family. They're forgetting all that's gone before. They're forgetting what Moses has done and as his family they're forgetting what Moses is like Moses is not arrogant Moses is not looking to shock people Moses we're going to read is the humblest man in the world and they know better they should know him they should know why he's done what he's done it has to be out of good motives and that there's nothing wrong with it but they have pride in themselves they have pride in their position. Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? And they have pride in who they are as a people. They have pride in their skin color. And we're going to see how their pride stands out in sharp contrast with Moses' humility. Verse 2. So they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord Yahweh heard it. Verse 3. Now the man Moses was very humble. More than all men who were on the face of the earth. That's some statement. All the people on the first face of the earth, he was the most humble. Yet he's being criticized by his very own family. His brother. His sister. Verse 4. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam. So they all hear him. Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood at the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both went forward. And he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision I speak to him in a dream so prophets receive gifts from God visions are some of the uh, visions are part of the gifts dreams but they're not always crystal clear right you can receive something from the Lord and it still needs interpretation sometimes the things we receive from God and prophecy or the prophecies we hear can almost be like a riddle what does that riddle mean the Lord does not deny that Miriam and Aaron are prophets. Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Now here's the distinction, verse 7. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak to him face to face even plainly and not in dark sayings not in riddles 
and he sees the form of the Lord, why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Not so with Moses. The prophets receive prophecies. They receive visions. But with Moses, he is faithful in all my house. What is he implying there? Aaron, Miriam, you are not faithful in all my house. Moses has been faithful in all areas. And so what does God do? He speaks to him plainly, or you could translate that clearly, not in dark sayings or not in riddles. He speaks to him face to face, like if you're talking to someone and you can have a discussion and actually understand what the person is saying. Not in just one prophecy or one vision. Face to face because he sees the form. He sees the fullness. He sees the form of Yahweh. We rejoice that you could join us for the program today and hope that it was a blessing to you. We here at Shir Jashub love to receive your notes of encouragement or if you feel led of the Lord to financially support the Bible study outreach of our church. Please send all correspondence and donations to Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Also, if you will be in the area, please join us for Sunday service. Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go down to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jeshub.